Hello there, my name is Roscoe Schofield and I'm with Sheet Harbor Radio. I do the DJ Tech Show. I'm here with Sean Fraser, Member of Parliament for Central Nova, and uh, I'm quite happy to have him on board. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem, anytime. No problem. So, uh, what's it like for you being a Member of Parliament? Well, look, we're a little more than a year in now, and i got to say it's been a tremendous experience, Roscoe. It's, uh, a real opportunity to make a difference for the people yeah. that uh, come from the same part of the world that I do. Yeah. Uh, it's not without its challenges and, and uh, every day you learn something new, but I'm, I'm thrilled that I signed up for this exciting adventure. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a really a rewarding experience for you. Uh, it absolutely is. I think I've got uh, friends and family from this part of the world and, and people I've known my entire life and, and to be able to know that the work that we're doing both on the ground in Central Nova and in Ottawa uh, makes a big difference in their lives. It, it is a very rewarding experience, and I think we're we're all about trying to make the yeah. community a better place. Yes, definitely. That's kind of what Sheet Harbor Radio is also, you know, trying to make the community better by uh, spreading knowledge and, and information and, and enjoyment, entertainment around the community. Uh, that's right, and I was excited when I, I heard about the organization popping up. I think these kind of grassroots organizations that really are, are driven by members of the community who care about the place are, are yeah. what makes uh, small rural communities uh, a great place to live. The passion. Yeah, absolutely. Really. So, uh, um, I hear that you uh, recently became a father. I did, yeah. It's uh, not, not that recent anymore. I think our little baby was born on uh, March 21st. Uh, so she's uh, over, uh, God, she's get, getting closer to the year every time I, I blink, it seems. But she's doing really well. Such uh, kids. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, the time slips away very quickly, and, and you got to make the most of the time you have with them. Uh, she's she's yeah. an absolute sweetheart, though. Uh, was she born premature? She yeah. was. Uh, Molly came three months ahead of schedule, in fact. Uh, so she was quite small when she was born and spent the first few months in the hospital. So it was, it was quite tough uh, when we were dealing with a lot of other things going on in our life at the time, my, my wife and I. Uh, but she's doing fantastic now. She's growing like a weed and she's uh, at, at the uh, age of life where she's uh, very responsive, likes to have yeah. fun. Um, starting to express herself when she has an opinion, uh, still, still on talking, but yeah. uh, uh, but she's getting big and she's uh, she's just an absolute pleasure to spend my time around. That's great. I was also born three months premature. Oh really? Yeah, my birth, my due date was October of 1999, but I was born on Canada Day of 1999. Well. Looks like somebody had some different plans for me. Yeah, that's right. I think uh, you came out when you were ready. <laughs> exactly. Maybe, maybe someday Molly's going to start a radio station. <laughs> she can come to me then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a challenge having a birthday on uh, Canada Day because, you know, you've got to deal with Canada Day festivities and trying to plan for your own birthday because you're saying, oh, wait, I want to have a birthday party. And they're like, no. Sorry, I gotta go camping with my with my family. Yeah, I think anybody who's got a birthday around uh, another holiday, whether it's Christmas, New Year's, Canada Day, I think uh, appreciates the struggle. Yeah, next um, next year is going to be the 150th anniversary. 
That's right. A lot of festivities are, are uh, ramping up. Uh, the official launch of the Canada 150 celebrations uh, was, uh, I think, earlier this month. And uh, if you go to Ottawa now, you'll see the entire building of Centre Block is lit up with the Canada 150 logo and light shows. Uh, you could watch it for an hour and without seeing the same thing twice. I've never been to Ottawa, but oh. it's on my list. Well, if you come uh, while I'm, uh, I'm I'm sitting as a member for this area, I'll, I'll show you around. That would be great. Maybe arrange a meeting with Justin. Well, that, that's a tougher one. <laughs> he's, a, he's a hard guy to get a hold of, uh, but uh, you know what, if uh, if you're up there and it's possible, we'll, we'll see what we can do, but at the very least, I'll, I'll commit to showing you around. Well, what has it been like with you for you working with Justin? Uh, it's been absolutely incredible. Uh, the experience right back from the days of the campaign uh, where it was sort of a very exciting atmosphere and you were, had a lot of great ideas about how you wanted to make uh, the area a better place uh, and to get sort of uh, swept up in the momentum of the last federal election was phenomenal. Uh, but it's been uh, even more incredible since uh, yeah. because now I feel like we've got an opportunity to give our own input into the policy making process and the difference that we've been making since the election has been phenomenal, whether it's programs like the Canada Child Benefit that's going to help 9 out of 10 uh, f uh, families uh, have, have more money for their kids, uh, whether it's uh, making sure that families uh, that are uh, need a little extra help get a, a fairer tax cut and, and the richest 1% of Canadians pay a little bit more. Uh, there's things we're working on that are making a real difference in the lives of, of, uh, of Canadians and, and more locally we've been focused on projects that are going to help the community on the eastern shore here as well. Yeah. What, uh, what type of, the, what type of or projects have you been involved with uh, when it comes to rural areas like this? Sure. So starting first uh, na nationally, uh, there is a group of MPs in the Liberal Party uh, who formed what's called a caucus. It's a group of yeah. MPs essentially. Uh, but this one is the Rural Caucus. Uh, so we are probably about 50 or so MPs that represent primarily rural areas that have gotten together to say what can we do to uh, really advocate for rural Canada. So we're trying to push for issues like um, rural uh, high-speed internet, for example, and cellular yes, coverage. Uh, it absolutely is. So in the last federal budget, we saw, uh, although it wasn't part of the federal campaign uh, and it wasn't uh, part of the finance minister's plans, mm -hmm. uh, we saw that uh, they set aside $500 million for rural broadband uh, efforts. Wow. Uh, this is just a, a start though, this is sort of a down payment on, on a program that will hopefully over time uh, connect all of Canada, uh, both urban and rural. Uh, but we've also seen in the, um, the most recent fall economic update, uh, the finance minister agreed to set aside $2 billion specifically for rural infrastructure in Canada. Wow. Now, rural Canada is a big place. That's a lot of, that's a big area. It, it is. Uh, <laughs> so it, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, every rural community is going to have every piece of infrastructure they needed, uh, but it d does signify a, uh, a mental shift towards rural Canada. Uh, so those are some of the bigger federal initiatives. Uh, when I think about what's what I've been able to do on the ground at home, I've, I've been uh, e even more proud because the impacts are very local. Whether it's investing in small craft harbors, even along the eastern shore, yeah. uh, whether it's supporting uh, organizations like the Sheet Harbor Rockets with the, the Canada Summer Jobs Program, uh, whether it's uh, working with a group at the uh, Eastern Shore Wildlife Association to try to help them out with a project they're working on at the building that we're in right now. Yeah. Uh, or or uh, some other uh, supporting businesses down toward Musket Abbot Harbor all the way to Sherbrooke. 
Um, there's been a tremendous uh, opportunity to work with groups on the ground that are trying to make a difference in their own community. Yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, great to see the government getting involved in rural efforts. Uh, it's essential, and I think one of the things that has helped us be successful in the first year is that we come down here. Uh, we, we listen to people, and, and when they tell us what they want, uh, I know that people who live in Sheet Harbor, for example, uh, understand the needs of Sheet Harbor more than uh, somebody in Ottawa does, or, or more than uh, their MP does who lives in another community in Central Nova. Uh, so it's, it's extraordinarily important to me to make sure that we're present in all the communities we represent. Uh, whether it's Sheet Harbor or Moser River or mm -hmm. Muscadabit Harbor, New Glasgow, Antigonishi, I could go on for uh, two days and name in all the communities I, I represent. Uh, but we need to have a presence in every one of them because when we listen to the people who live here, uh, they'll tell us what they need and then we can work with them to try to make it happen. Yeah, because you represent everybody. You represent me, you represent the guy down the street, the little girl that lives in the house over there. You know. Yeah, and you know the the geography is not without challenges. The <laughs> Central Nova is uh, bigger than Lebanon. It's it's over ten thousand square wow. kilometers. Uh, we've got um, Antigonish, where Saint Avex University is. We have all of Pictou County, New Glasgow area, uh, and and the rural areas outside of uh, the the five towns in Pictou County. Uh, we have the Halifax Airport. We have the wow. Eastern Shore as far as Gatesbrook. Uh, so it's it's a, a monster of a, a riding to cover, but the uh, the geography presents challenges. But I, I wouldn't trade it for another riding in Canada. It would also uh, the geography would also you know it also portrays its its cons. But I imagine it would also protect its uh, pros as well. Oh, absolutely! It's a, a tremendous place to be able to represent. We've got two coasts. Both of them are are stunningly uh, beautiful. Uh, we've got uh, some really interesting uh, business efforts going on, whether it's uh, tourism uh, in the more rural areas, uh, the fishery along the coasts, uh, manufacturing or uh, post-secondary education. Um, the, but what uh, strikes me as the most impressive uh, part of my riding is the, the people and community organizations that are constantly trying to improve their own areas. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's 200 different groups at least uh, in Central Nova that are actively trying to make their community a better place. And, and I've been invited to be a part of every one of those groups uh, because they want me to know about them, uh, both because they're proud and they think we can help. And, and sometimes we can, and when we can uh, play a role as a federal representative in the good work the community organizations are doing, uh, I feel like uh, that's something that I'm very proud of. Yeah, it gives you a chance to get involved with communities by going with these groups and, and type of being their liaison with the federal government. It's, you're absolutely right. It's uh, very encouraging because in a riding that's predominantly small towns and rural communities, mm -hmm. what you see is there's a lot of groups that have a project 80% of the way there and, and you can help them try to complete it. Yeah. In uh, a lot of um, bigger cities, uh, the, my, my counterparts uh, in say downtown mm -hmm. Toronto or, or Calgary or wherever it might be, uh, they're focused on things that are uh, big and impact their entire city or their entire urban region. Yeah. Here, the, uh, the the people that are behind projects are very. It's very feels very local in nature. I'm I'm not yeah. working on a, a subway 20 minutes from here. <laughs> no. Uh, and I don't mean to knock my urban colleagues. I think no. they do a tremendous job, and that's what Definitely. matters to their constituents. Uh, but I I love how how community driven uh, all the projects that I work on have become. It's a yeah. phenomenal thing to to see unfold. Yes, because, you know, community is, you know, one for the other. 
Yeah, that's right. That's thing. right. And uh, I think that most of the people who live around here feel uh, that that sense of community very strongly. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's kind of like taking the aspect of going over to your neighbors and borrowing a cup of sugar, and then <laughs> and then uh, taking it a bit bit uh, further, and then buying them a week uh, one week later their own bag of sugar and giving them <laughs> giving them the, their bag of sugar back. And, and I, I think when you look at the business community around here too, they're, they're taking it um, a thousand steps further and saying, how can we expand the port in Sheet Harbor, for example, so yes. we can make sure our neighbors have jobs so they can buy their own bag of sugar. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, it's tremendous. Uh, people are very concerned about uh, how their activities day to day impact their neighbors. Uh, what we want to see is uh, opportunities created uh, along the shore and, and along, quite honestly, uh, all of rural Nova Scotia. Uh, so people who grow up here can stay here if they want to, and people who've moved away for work can come back if they want to. Uh, what we're trying to do is build vibrant communities with economic opportunities so as many people can call uh, Sheet Harbor and Central Nova home as possible. Yes, like myself, um, I've just uh, last week, but the week before I was accepted to St. Effects. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, I'd, I'd love to come back to Sheet Harbor and area. I'd love to. I plan on it. But it's, uh, it's kind of hard for me because I would like to become a university professor. And I don't see too many universities over there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's ironic because Nova Scotia has a tremendous number of universities for how uh, small of a uh, province it is. I think we are, we're up to about 10 universities now in Nova Scotia. Uh, but nevertheless, you're right, uh, not, not every job exists in every community. So, of course. Um, and, and to some extent, we have to appreciate that um, you'll have to have a commute uh, if you want to have yeah. a certain kind of a job. But uh, in my mind, the, we should always have the choice to say, uh, to, to be able to live where we want to live and, and in most cases do what we want to do. Uh, but to the extent uh, uh, that you, you want to become a university professor, I, I think you, you'll have to settle on a long commute in the short yeah. term at least. It's only an hour and a half from here to St. Effect, so. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm it's a St. Effect grad myself, so I'm, yeah. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to go there. My, uh, one of my other aunts was actually is actually a SantaFX grad herself. Okay. Yeah, she is now she's now a director of analytics for Sobey's head office. Oh, in uh, Pictou County. Yes. Okay. Over in Stellarton. Who's that? Her name's Shauna McIver. Okay. I okay. don't know if you know her. Uh, there's so, so many McIvers down around home, but uh, it's uh, I'm sure I've, I've crossed paths before. Yes. Yeah. She uh, was one of the major reasons. Uh, reasons why I uh, applied, because hearing about her stories of St. FX and uh, how much that uh, she thinks that I would love it there, it's kind of been one of the reasons why St. FX has been at the forefront of my mind for most of my life. That's great. Well, Sean, if you're listening, you've given great advice. St. FX is a great school. What are you going to be studying next year, Roscoe? Bachelor of Arts. Okay. Do you know which area you want to specialize in? I'd like to major in history. Okay. Oh, ph phenomenal. Yeah. A student of history. It's a uh, it's a fascinating thing it's to learn about. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, that's one of the things that I would like to do. Is history. I've always been interested in it myself, and uh, I feel that uh, after my time getting my degree, I can come back to the radio station and kind of uh, spearhead some historical projects. 
Well, when you're down in St. Avex, uh, there's a student-run radio station there as well, so you'll have an opportunity to uh, to keep the uh, your, keep developing your skills while you're, you're on campus. Keep my skills sharp. That's right. That's right. Do you know where you're going to be living in Anaganish? Um, I believe I'm, I'm going to be uh, living on residence for the first year at least. Oh, excellent. But I'd like to explore some other options. Okay. Once I'm uh, once my first year is done, because you know. University's expenses, and if I can cut some costs here and there, I'd like to do that. Oh, well, I, I think to, to the extent you can plan ahead and, and do that, I think you'll be setting yourself up well. Yeah. So, what do you think the biggest needs in Sheet Harbor are? Myself, um, I definitely think that uh, a new community center would be uh, is well overdue. The Lion Center, I imagine you've heard about that. Of course. Yeah. Well, you see, the thing with the Lion Center is that, you know, there's practically, there is two roofs there. There's the old one and the new one. They just built the new one on top of the other mm -hmm. one. That's right. And, you know, over time, the other one has rotten. So, at any given time, the thing could, the roof could just cave in. So, it's provide, it's kind of proven to be a bit of a safety issue, so. Absolutely. Yeah. I got the lowdown on the, uh, the building over at uh, the Lawn Center uh, during the Sheet Harbor Chamber of Commerce had uh, its uh, sort of annual dinner uh, that I was uh, speaking at, and I was able to uh, get the, the scoop from some of the members of the chamber, your, your MLA, uh, yeah, the Minister of Natural Resources, Lloyd Hines, and your Councillor David Hensby that night. And it's, uh, it's something that uh, obviously uh, the community takes very seriously because you, you need, need a spot to gather. Yes, it, you definitely need a gathering place. It's, it's like the beating heart of the community. And um, I guess right now you could say that we're kind of in a heart transplant. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're waiting on the donor. We're waiting on the donor, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, you know, I personally would like to see a brand new community center put in here. Something that kind of fosters and incorporates all the groups around here. Like, uh, maybe one day we'll ask Sheet Harbor Radio. Maybe we'll have a, an office in there. But uh, that's, <laughs> we don't even know if the thing, if there's going to be a new one or not. So, uh, you know. Well, you, if someday you get there, I hope Sheet Harbor's number one radio station has a chance to, to find a space. Yeah, you know. Stick her hand in the pie. Yeah, that's right. In the cookie jar, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another project I'd like to see happen in Cheat Harbor is, like, um, like you say, try to get some more jobs here. Because mm Cheat -hmm. um, Harbor, as it is, is is a community predominantly made up of seniors. Absolutely. You know, uh, there's no hiding that. The enrollment at, uh, at uh, our schools has gone down uh, dramatically. I see this firsthand as a student. I've been in the education system, the public education system, for, oh, well, this is, I'm in grade 12 now, and I've been in, and I've been in the system since 2004 when I started grade primary. So I know roughly how many people uh, was in the system when I started, and how many people is in there, um, in the system now. There's about 170-ish students in my high school, uh, ranging uh, in, in grades ranging from 7 to 12, and um, it's just it's going to get smaller and smaller, but I'm hoping with the uh, new school, 
that's built. That's being built. Thank God, it's being built. Yeah, you're, that's right. Oh, we're very happy about uh, the fact that Sheet Harbor's getting a new school. Yes. You, know, uh, you, you hit on one of the, the biggest issues facing Nova Scotia and Atlantic Canada. The aging population that we have uh, is presents a, a great number of challenges from the government's perspective. Uh, first and foremost, we, we owe our seniors a duty to uh, ensure that they can uh, retire and, and live with dignity. Yes. Uh, I, I've been very pleased that we've been able to promote uh, certain policies that do help our seniors, whether yes. it's expanding the Canada Pension Plan, uh, the Guaranteed Income Supplement for low-income single seniors, or reducing the age of old age security from 67 to 65. Very uh, happy with that. It's, it's, uh, I am as well. Uh, but it, what we need to do now is to, to plan for the uh, transition because as our seniors continue to age, uh, the cost of health care for the province uh, it skyrockets. Uh, at the same time, as you correctly pointed out, we're seeing an out-migration of young people from small towns and rural communities yes. and, and from the province generally. Mm -hmm. And without creating opportunities for more people to be here, we won't be able to afford those increasing health care costs. We may not be able to afford them now. Yeah. Uh, so we need to both be investing in things like in-home care that allow our seniors to stay in their homes longer and, and uh, keep the cost of care down. But we also need as a top priority be to focus on how we can help uh, businesses grow and how we can help entrepreneurs succeed so young people have a meaningful job to do Definitely. in small towns and rural communities in Nova Scotia. I personally volunteer at a nursing home, mm -hmm. the nursing home here in Cheetah Harbor, and I see firsthand the, the wonderful work that goes in there, uh, and um, I have, um, you know, people of my own family and friends and stuff that uh, have had to make the transition, and, uh, you know, I always, I always found kind of as a, as a general consensus that the seniors would like to, and would, or, or more uh, correctly, they would rather stay in their own homes. I know that's definitely the, the case with my grandparents. They... <laughs> Um, they would not want to go into a nursing home, and uh, they don't definitely don't need to. My grandmother is out till twelve o'clock at night playing bridge <laughs> with her with all these old ladies. Uh, she, she just sounds lovely. She, yes, she just turned uh, eighty-seven this year. Good for her. And uh, <laughs> out she goes. In some cases, she's more active in the community than even I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like with my parents, uh, my parents are fifty-one and both of them, and um, they definitely don't want to go into, into a nursing home as far as it is, but um, I'm confident that uh, that when the time comes that, uh, that uh, they may have to go into a nursing home, and that uh, eventually if my grandparents may have to go into a nursing home, I am comfortable uh, stay, knowing in knowing that uh, they're receiving the best care possible. And, and I think we should be investing in uh services that help them stay in their homes, uh, like yes. in-home care, uh, continuing care assistants are tremendous people who take care of our elderly uh, people in their own homes. Um, we need to be ensuring that uh, our our nursing home facilities are up to uh, a, a top-notch standard. Up to snap. Uh, absolutely, it's, it's the least that we owe our seniors. Uh, but we, we also need to recognize that the alternative to making these investments is to have our seniors in hospitals and a lot of people don't appreciate how expensive that is um, yes, but for someone to spend a night in a hospital depending on what they're there for in Nova Scotia is typically somewhere in the range of roughly eight hundred dollars to a thousand dollars a night 
Wow. Uh, to take care of someone on a long-term basis in their own home uh, is probably somewhere in the range of $80 a, a day. Um, it, it's a no-brainer. If we can cut yeah. the cost of care down by a factor of 10, we need to do it. Yeah, and it's beneficial. Um, seniors, they oftentimes, they, they flourish in their own homes. Sometimes they, you know, they're able to, they're happier there. Uh, that's where their memories are. And, some, and uh, you know, once they give up, uh, fighting and head on over to a nursing home. Uh, sometimes I often see a, a gradual decline of their uh, of their uh, of their uh, uh, abilities. Because, uh, yeah. my, my grandfather is uh, 95 in uh, Stellard, uh, just uh, on the other side of the uh, the road we took to get here. Yeah. Um, he's still in his own home now. Uh, he's got. Tremendous physical ailments. I think if you asked him, he'd say, "If there's a problem, uh, I got it." Uh, but his um, he gets excellent care uh, through. Uh, it, the cost is is uh, subsidized with the Department of Veterans Affairs. He's a World War II veteran, yeah. and uh, the care he receives uh, is what helps him stay there. Yes. But and mentally, he is as sharp as he was at, at 35. Um, he's uh, reciting poetry, quoting the, the Bible, pulling out news articles to make arguments, and, uh, and still watches the stock market. I, I think he's uh -huh. more out of fun than anything. Uh, but, but it's incredible, and, and I think a big part of what's uh, kept him so well mentally is that he's been able to um, stay in a setting that he's, he enjoys, he's, he's familiar with. And, um, and, and if you ask him, he says there's no place he'd rather be. Yes, uh, oftentimes in the nursing home, um, um, I have noticed that uh, people would sometimes they they might ask me for a ride home, like, are you going to this place or this place? Um, not because uh, of the of the the lack of care they're receiving, but it's because you know that's their home, mm -hmm. and uh, that's where they feel most comfortable. At. No, that's right. That's right. Uh, well, look, uh, Roscoe, thank you very much for, for inviting me in. I uh, just want to say before we, we wrap up uh, how much I appreciate the opportunity to be down here on the uh, Eastern Shore in Sheet Harbor once again, and I'm sure you guys will see more of me soon. Oh, definitely. I'd love to have you back. Yeah. Well, sure. Next time uh, we're down, I'd be happy to pop through again sometime. Yeah. Uh, send us an email, and we'll see what I can work you into our schedule. Okay, thanks I willingly much. take time off of school to interview yeah. you. <laughs> That, that's great. I don't want to interfere with your education, but look, if I can help promote uh, Sheet Harbor Radio, I'd be happy to do it. teachers would be fine with that. Okay, great. great. <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot, Sean. Uh, thank you. And uh, thanks a lot for listening to Sheet Harbor Radio, and uh, I hope that all of you uh, listening to this interview enjoyed it thoroughly, and that you continue to listen to more that Sheet Harbor Radio offers. Thanks a lot, and have a wonderful day.